is up, everybody? Welcome back, man. We've been wondering where the heck you've been. We've been looking for you all evening. It's time once again to open up the cafe and invite everybody in for another action-packed episode of the of our Musicians Cafe right here in the Homestead Studios. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm ready to go. And I've got my cohort right here, my man with the plan always. i got Ryan in the corner with me. Ryan, how are you feeling, brother? I am awesome. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, man. It's been a good week for you? It has been a great week. I see you're wearing a Yankees hat. That's pretty bold right now. Huge Yankees fan. Terrible season, but <laughs> loyal to the core. Us Orioles fans are just kind of enjoying it, I'm going to tell you. It's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, Ryan, as always, man, we're lucky. We, we've got, we just got so many talented people in this area, and it's just like you just throw a rock and you hit somebody that's playing music, which is really wonderful. We've got Duffy and Terry Bellows with us. They are from right here in this area. They're playing music and having a lot of fun. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Excellent. Thanks for having great us. Great tonight. Oh, yes, my gosh. You. So glad to have you here. We, you know, we, we had Mr. Senator come on last week, and you guys are affiliated with, with Jim and play music with him, and he was excited about you being here, and so are we. So thank you for taking the time to be here. Oh, our pleasure. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, listen, before we get going too much with, with Terry and Duffy, we got to get the, a look at that menu, right? I see you've got a handful of papers over there. Dude, you going to give that thing a whirl for us and let everybody know what's going on? got to get my glasses on, yes. I'll put this thing down. There's some cool acts coming. Let them know what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the Tally Ho Theater coming yeah. up October 5th, which is, I guess, uh, Friday. Yeah, tomorrow uh, night. The Mo, uh, Thursday. The it's Thursday night, actually. Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. The Motet, along with Jim Cotta. Do you know anything about Motet? I have not heard of them. No. Really? Yeah, I had to do a little research because I wasn't really sure who Motet is, but they've been around for a while. They actually do like a funk they're a funk band, very similar to almost like an Earth, Wind, and Fire or something like that. Very, very cool, folks. If you want to get out there and check out some good funk music, man, they'll definitely do that. Then uh, October 6th, the following evening, it's a comedy night. Yep. Uh, October 7th, Tally Ho is End of the Line, which is an Almond Brothers experience. Yeah. Do you guys do any Almond Brothers, Terry? Uh, we do a little bit sometimes, right? We have done. Uh, yeah, nothing, maybe nothing yeah, tonight. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, just once in a while. But yeah, cool band, right? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah love yeah. band. Yeah. And then uh, October 8th is Bohemian Queen, which is a Queen tribute band. And that's a theatrical act, I'm told. In other words, they, I think they do a lot of the showmanship that Queen was sort of famous for in their videos and things. I, I think yeah, it goes yeah, one too, step right? further, wow. yeah. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of cool. That's part of the experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hollywood Casino on October 7th is Chase Rice. Yeah, do you know him? Do you know anything about him? I had to read on Wikipedia today, Ryan. Do you know him at all? I have to say I don't. Man, I'm I, telling you, he he's like a, a jack of all trades. I mean, obviously he's a singer. He's he's had some chart chart topping not topping hits, but chart hitting hits. He's been on uh, reality TV. Like I think he was on. I don't know if it was Survivor or one of those programs like wow. that. Yeah, he did that. He worked in the pits for NASCAR for a while on one of the NASCAR teams. Wow. He was actually a pit crew person. Wow. Yeah, this cat's been everywhere. <laughs> he's, he's so I'm telling you, he might be a lot of fun to go see, man. You know, I don't know, Duffy. That's, that's, he, that sounds he, good. Jack of all trees, right? Yeah. So at the uh, Bear Chase Brewery, October 6th, is Shane Gamble. Uh, on the 7th of October, we have Lenny Burridge and mm-hmm. Josh Hewitt. Uh, 10-8 is Jeremiah Prophet. And then uh, 10-9 at the Bear Chase Brewery is Luke Johnson, which is on Columbus Day. Yeah, that's on Monday. They offer some people. Some, yeah. <laughs> not me, unfortunately. Not me. 
Uh, Box Office Brewery, October 6th, is Con Birch Band. Yeah. And then October 7th, Crosswinds Band. Yeah, they've they're, uh, they're been on the show with us before. Yeah, love those guys. Excellent. And girl. Uh, Troubadour Lounge and Park on October 7th is Midnight Whiskey. It sounds like it could be a good show. There are regulars up there, too. Yeah, I think that's a good show for sure. Yep. Piccadilly Pub House, uh, October 6th is Barker and Schuster. And then October 7th is Cleveland and Yeekle. Hopefully, Ye- I said Yeakley. that. Yeakley. Yeakley. Yeakley? Yeakley. 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 Just for a heads up, everybody, not this weekend, but the following weekend is Amulet, who was just with us. Oh, wow. So okay. they're going to be up there, too. Yeah. Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead. Oh, excellent. Uh, Backseat Bar and Grill on October 7th is Motor Smoke. Yeah, that's Rob Welch's band, folks out there. Folks who know Rob Welch. Rob is uh, probably most famous around here for having the band Blackmail. But Rob is one of the best front men around here, and he's a great singer still. And he's not a young fellow like I'm not either. <laughs> And uh, but he's still a great singer. So if you guys have not seen Motor Smoke Man, make sure you go out and see them this weekend. They're a good band, really good band. So continuing on, Bright Box Theater, October sixth is Red Dirt Revolution. Uh, West Oaks Farm Market on October seven is Brennan Edwards and the Monday Blues Band. Yep, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Yep. And then October eighth at uh, West Oaks is Rock Bottom Band, which is one to four. Yep. And then at uh, the Paladin, October 6th, is Jack and Butch. And then on the 7th, we have Misha Heron. Yeah, Misha's been on the show with us. Excellent. Very, very excellent singer and songwriter and guitar player. Yeah, great. Uh, Paladin 2 on October 6th is <clears throat> excuse me, Bart Harris. And then on October 7th is Emily Fisher. Uh, Fox Meadow Winery. On yeah. October. October 7th is David Elliott from yeah, 3 to 6. David reached out to me, wanted to remind me about that. So, yeah, go definitely go see David this weekend. David was on with us, oh, I don't know, six weeks ago or so, six or eight weeks. So we're going to try to support him. And then uh, rounding out the menu here on October 6th at the Monument, which is a benefit for the Blue Ridge Hospice, we have the Mission Road Band. Yeah. And then they are also performing uh, October 7th at Messick's Farm Market, uh, Bealton. In Bealton, yeah. Polly Coconuts actually reached out to me the other day. I love that guy, man. He's so cool. Uh, Polly reached out to me with an email and was telling me that, um, that you know, they're doing that one of the closing shows at the Monument. I guess you guys are aware of that. Yeah. And um, so he's pretty excited about that. And, and uh, he's they're playing again the, the next night. And uh, so he's pretty excited. But he said he was sunburned. He's down there doing a singer-songwriter trip or something. And I told him he's got to bring back all the stories. You guys know Polly? I think you oh, do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I thought awesome. you did. I love, we love him. Pa- yeah. Polly and uh, we lived about two towns away from Polly in New Jersey before oh, okay. we moved to West Virginia. So, yeah. What a character. Great guy. Love that guy. Man. Great, I told him the other day guy. he's my hero. He really is. I just love how he's, he's so, like, full of life, and I love that. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So is that all you got, Ryan? That is rounds out the menu. Oh, You're good. man. Very cool. Well, folks, make sure you write something down and get out there and support some local music because there's lots of cool stuff going on. I want to remind everybody um, that there is a big show coming up, a backseat in a couple of weeks, too, with Slaughter. Those t- tickets are still on sale. Wow. If you're an old hair metal band guy like me, absolutely. Um, you definitely, I can't remember. I, I, I knew you were going to ask me that. I can look at my phone here in a minute and find it. I think I, I can't remember who it is. But the tickets are still on sale, and that's going to be a good show. You're not going to be able to find bands like that coming around any closer than right there in Winchester, which is pretty cool. So make sure you do that. All right, before we move on, man, we got to do that uh, that trivia question of the show. 
And uh, whenever I don't do one, people are quick to let me know that I didn't do it. So I want to make sure I knock that out. I missed it two weeks ago, Ryan. I was too busy, I think. Um, but anyway, this is kind of cool. I thought this was a fun, uh, fun little question. Uh, and you saw the answer already, I think. I have to excuse yeah, myself. You yes. have, to, have to step aside on this one. But uh, what is, the question is, what is the best-selling movie soundtrack of all time? The best-selling movie soundtrack. My original. Do you have any thoughts, Terry? I see you, you're, you're thinking hard. I'm thinking of all time. Of all time, yeah. And I wouldn't have got this. So I'm just going to tell you that ahead of time. Tommy, Duffy, you got one? I don't know. I'm guessing Tommy. Yeah, you know, you, I thought about that. Yeah, that's a musical, and musical, I thought about yeah. that too. My thought, my first thought was it was probably Saturday Night Fever mm-hmm. because yeah. that was such a big selling album. It was. And then I also thought maybe it might be like the the soundtrack to Top Gun back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, those are my two thoughts because. They were just big theme songs, you know, that that they had. But I'm not right on either one of them. Rocky? I was thinking. That's another great guess. I was thinking Gone with the Wind. And that's Flowers a good one, theme. too. Yeah, see, there's a lot of those that the you can think ones. of. But this one here, apparently, and this one here, I'm going to be honest with you, when I give the answer at the end of the show, it lapped the field. It's like not even close. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. It, you know, it's this enormous amount of, of sales that it did. But the, you guys can ponder that for a little bit mm. and see what you think after a bit. But anyway. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate Absolutely. you bringing that menu out to everybody. And we'll get back to that question at the end of the show. We've got Duffy and Terry, man. They're hanging out here with us in the Homestead Studios. And you guys have a lot going on right now, right? You're busy. You're having fun? Having fun. Absolutely. Really? Definitely. Very cool. Well, fill us in. Like, what, like, recently, the past couple of weeks, what's been happening? What have you been doing? So, uh, wow. So, um, <laughs> we. We've been we're, we're we're looking to play in more places. We started this year, last nine months, have been the first time in this area we've been playing uh, live. Right. Uh, Twenty two, we started just looking around doing open mics. We really were songwriters uh, first, and then we we moved here and we retired and moved to West Virginia. I said to her, "Why don't we go see if anybody likes what we write?" So yeah. we started going out and playing open mics all around from Winchester to Martinsburg to Harpers Ferry to Front Royal and met a bunch of people and they said, hey, you should play. Right. So then we started playing in places everywhere from Harpers Ferry to Front Royal to Winchester. Very cool. All right. And so you, that we can right, we can go so many different ways with this thing. My guys, singers, <laughs> songwriters, they play instruments. So, um where this? I don't even know where to start with you guys. First of all, you moved here from what area? From Northwest New Jersey. Northwest New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And were you playing music there as well? No, we were working. Really? <laughs> yeah. And work took all your time at that point. Yeah. Huh? We, we, we grew up on Long Island. Yeah. And uh, okay. I think the music we played there was more high school. Okay. Into college, and then we got married, had kids, got busy. Yeah. And, I know uh, how eventually that is. moved to Northwestern <laughs> Jersey. And uh, and that was it. So we picked up the music again just since we retired. Fantastic! Yeah. What a great way to retire. So. And you guys don't look anywhere near retirement age. How do you uh, do that? We're old. We're no, old. I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> People are going to see the picture. W. Yeah, I'm gonna be, she's turning sixty-seven. I'm going to be turning sixty. I would have never guessed it. Yeah. Not guessed it for a minute. Well, you guys well, are you. doing well. <laughs> thank you. You're doing well. Um, well can I give you a quick hint as to how this all came about? I, that's where we're going to go to. That's actually going to be my question. So, Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'll do it. I'll do the Reader's Digest version. Well, that's um, funny, when yeah. I was a kid, my mother sang constantly, mostly country stuff. She sang uh, Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn and Connie Francis and constantly sang. And we, it was just me and her. My dad was gone. So 
I used to sing myself to sleep and I'd make up songs and sing myself to sleep. And then uh, as I got older, um, I ran into some people in uh, select choir that were running folk groups uh, in area churches. Right. So I, you know, I'm one of those people who learned the good harmony and the guitar and stuff in uh, gospel, right. folk music. And um, there were some amazing people in that, in that group. There were about 20 of us. And that's where I started playing. And then from there, I just started writing. And um, as we were raising the kids, I kept writing, but we didn't have any time to, to really play. And then uh, when we moved here, I said, let's go see if anybody likes this stuff. <laughs> and um, we've been to a couple of songwriters competitions, and we get uh, pats on the back. And, yeah. hey, you know, that's pretty good stuff. You got chaps. I didn't know what chaps were when I first. And then, um, but a couple of times, uh, back in the 90s, um, wrote a couple of songs and we got an audience with uh, Capitol Records EMI. Okay. Um, got all dressed up, went to the office. We were there about 20 seconds. Oh. The guy listened to about 15 seconds worth of tape. I think the songs were amazing, but that's me. <laughs> he said, it's not rap, reggae, bebop, I can't use it. Have a nice time, don't quit your day job. And that was it. Wow. That was in the 90s. And then, um, then we kind of got busy working and and then we retired in uh, 2019, moved here in 2020. Yes. So then we just said, well, let's go see what's going on. Yes. I'm glad yeah. he didn't quelch that fire. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. I thought he was wrong, but. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to believe in yourself, right? right. I mean, yeah. when you guys said you stepped away from the music scene for a little bit, you were still writing, obviously. But right. Did you find, did you find it kind of like riding a bike, like when you got back into it, oh, it yeah. just kind of came back? Yeah, the same Pretty as when you kind of stepped away a little Pretty bit. Much yeah. I, you know, I, I would play at three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night in the kitchen. You know, the cats would run into the basement and I'd wake <laughs> the kids up and, you know, and they'd clap, you know, and tell me, Dad, it's three o'clock. Go to sleep. <laughs> but, yeah. So many people talk on the show about starting in a, in, a, in a faith background, you know, gospel music, doing church, that kind of thing. I, you know, I did it myself. Terry, do you have a similar story with that? How does it start with you? Uh, for me, well, there, were, there wasn't anyone in my family that really was into music. My grandfather um, played violin and yodeled when he was oh. young. Oh, cool. Um, but we never heard him do either. Oh, uh, okay. And it just happened coincidentally when I was eight, uh, they offered music instrument lessons in school. And I wanted to play the piano when that wasn't a choice. And I wanted to play clarinet, but I had to get braces, so that wasn't a choice. Oh, no. And I finally said, what do you need me to play? And I said, well, nobody ever wants to play the violin. So I said, okay, I'll do that. So that's I started playing violin. And what age um, was that? Eight. I was eight. eight. Okay, gotcha. And, um, wow. And then I played for about 12 years um, through school. I did uh, competitive violin, classic violin, Vivaldi, you know, that kind of thing. Concerts. Right. And uh, our school was very music-oriented, so we had, you know, private music rooms, you know, booths to soundproof, to play in. We had a competitive orchestra, and that was great. But then, you know, college, graduating, and all that, so put the violin away, and I just picked it up, what, nine months ago, a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, I don't have my finger memory back yet, but I have enough that I can accompany Duffy that when is, he plays. That's very interesting. So, wow. Yeah, so that's quite a break. Well, yeah, yeah, quite a break. Yeah. And it's really and, good because she has a music 
traditional music background. She yeah. can read notes and stuff. Right. And I play by ear. So she follows me, and it's really good because I can go all over the place. And, she and she's can, right there. And she can follow It's me. different each so. time. And, and the <laughs> harmonies came from a church choir. I was in the yeah. church choir for years, and probably when I was eight. Maybe you mentioned this. I might have missed it. Did you guys grow up in the same area? Oh, yeah. all, we you went did. to high school together. That's what I wondered about. You did, did you say that? No, I missed no. it. Okay, you guys went to high school together. We, we met in seventh grade Sunday school. Wow, yeah. was it was it a a nice meeting? Like it no. was. No. <laughs> she, she didn't like me. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Well, what happened is he was in the same church, and um, and after about a year, it turned out he moved down the block. And so we're at the same bus stop. Okay. So that's when we got Started to know each other, each other more often, better. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. He was really good. <laughs> so as you guys are kind of getting more back into the circuit and going different places, is there kind of a, I don't know, a Mount Rushmore of places or, or, or a place that you all would really like to perform at? Yeah. That you haven't yet. The Grand Old Apple. Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it. And that's a great answer. Perfect answer. I love it. Yes. No, I, you know what? Um, I'm never going to p- uh, play in the National Football League. So um, my other dream is to one day play at the Grand Old Apple. Yeah. Just Nothing some original stuff. Or, you know, better would be just if somebody would pick up one of these 75 songs and pick them up and, you know, a real artist. In case you didn't <laughs> know. Grand artist. In case you didn't know, one of our guests played on the Grand Ole Opry. Really? So maybe you never know. Jay Cohn, young Jay Cohn, that we had on our show, played on it on September the 8th. was his first time in the circle at the Grand Ole Opry. So you need to check that out if you can. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So are there... Are there other instruments that you guys play besides? I know you mentioned you took piano lessons, but is there? Oh well, they didn't have piano at, at school, so I no. couldn't. That's right. Um, I'm but sorry. I, I just yes. played with friends. That's okay. Um, but uh, uh, Duffy over here played the um, the trumpet for a while. Excellent. Okay. And uh, I played guitar a little bit. He taught me get some guitar. Fantastic. That's and what we got to find out about. Is when did guitar start for you? I was fourteen. Uh, and that's when I so I was in a select choir and it was a you had to audition. Okay. We had twelve hundred people in our graduating class, so there were wow. over four thousand people in the high school, and you had to audition. And I wound up in a quartet for NISMA competition, New York State Music Association, um, and the quartet was really amazing. We did some amazing stuff. We won a couple of awards for New York State, and. Um, I also played ball in high school, and so the guys who were in our cor- my quartet, I also played ball with. So it was a really great group, and I my range was bass one to tenor one, but um, I sang tenor two mostly in the quartet. Very cool. And um, so that's where I really got involved with harmonies and stuff like that. And then in the in the church uh, folk groups, we did amazing harmony. We had some incredible people, all from that select choir. Um, wow. So I really that that really just turned me on, and and then from there I learned, um, being in a jazz band in, ju- in junior high school, playing a trumpet, you can't sing with a trumpet in your mouth. So um, I that's when I started learning the guitar. Wow, very you, cool. You teach yourself? Yeah, the guitar. You know, some people they show you, you know. Yeah, some this basic is a chords, D, right? this is a G, and then you have to figure it out. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> so. When you were that age, Duffy, and, and Terry, I'm going to ask you the same question, but I'm going to start with Duffy in this case. At that age, you're doing uh, harmonizing music, I guess quartet-style music. Right. But what influences did you have outside of school? Like, were you listening to? No. Really? Okay. So everybody was listening to the Beatles, and my father had one Victrola in the house, and it was his, and it was his music. Gotcha. So I was listening to the Johnny standards. Cash, Engelbert, Humperdinck. Okay. You know what, Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline. So I, in my house, I grew up with country music. Gotcha. So did I. 
Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And is that still a big influence on your writing styles, singing styles, that kind of thing? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. People, people tell me, hey, that sounds like a John Denver song that you that you just did. Or right. that sounds like uh, Brad Paisley or Kenny Chesney or uh, Alan Jackson. Or, so those are the modern country, those guys... Um, Garth Brooks, yeah, amazing people, and those yeah. are the people that I guess I emulate. Gotcha, Terry. How about you? Did did you have in, at an early age? What sort of influences did you have? We also had one record player in the house <laughs> that my parents and grandparents who lived with us listened to and chose the music. And I remember the Rowdy record album was the Johnny Mann Singers yeah. instead of Mitch Miller. I okay. grew up on Mitch Miller sing-alongs. How about that? that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, I do. And I remember sitting with my grandparents watching the Ed Sullivan show when the Beatles came on. And my grandparents turned to me and said, those are crazy boys. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> So, but I like the music, and yeah. uh, so then once you know that influence was gone, then it was the Beach Boys and and so on. Yeah, uh, from yeah. there. What about that cowboy group? Uh, oh, the, yeah, the, the cow- tumbling wonderweeds. Yeah, the, uh, the um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like to listen to. I love Roy Rogers and westerns. Very cool. And okay. I used to listen to the Roy Rogers songs and um, the the songs you know drifting along with the tumbling Tumble- tumbleweeds. Yeah, yeah. We have I have a, still have my original western album that I listen to. It's funny. Uh, we've had other people on the show talk about early television. Being a big influence on them yeah. with the you know with the music that was used during the show or theme songs or whatever it may be, so that's pretty right. cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I got that. So Duffy and Terry, as you get into high school, you're 14, but as you're graduating high school, what what's happening with you then? Are you are you playing music still <laughs> with the same group? What's going on musically then? So I went up to Brockport <clears throat> near Rochester, mm-hmm. uh, State University of New York. Um, and I had a, a bicycle with ball tires, a duffel bag, and uh, a very, very cheap guitar. And um, when I wasn't studying, I would just sit on my bed and play. And they had, most of those schools had a, what they call a rat skiller. Back then, you could drink at 18. Yeah, back then. Right. This is the, we're talking about the mid-70s now. Right. Um, so a couple of times I did that. Um, but I was deep in, um, school stuff. I was a biochem major, so it was pretty intense and I'm not that bright. So I had to study a lot. (laughs) So, um, so I didn't get to play a lot. Mostly tortured my roommates by playing in my room. And he was duffy because all the other students came in with suitcases that their parents had packed and folded clothes neatly, and he tossed all his in a duffel bag. Ah. And so that's how he got the that's name Duffy. Oh, okay. All right. Freshman so, year college. Yeah, okay. every, every, everybody on the that's dorm floor had a nickname. Uh, I would tell you some of them, but not on the <laughs> air. And uh, that was mine, and it stuck yeah. 50 years later. It's a cool <laughs> name, actually. That's very cool. I like that. Very, very cool. And then we met friends in college, and um, they the one group of friends was very much into music, and they bought newer albums. We couldn't afford them. And I remember, remember Year of the Cat by Al Stewart, and we thought that was some of the best music we ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Year of the Cat by Al Stewart and Dean Friedman's album. So then we started to get introduced to different kinds of music. Dang, that's awesome. I certainly noticed you have a very impressive book of, of songs here that you guys have written. Is yeah. I'm curious, like, where you get your ideas from, like your inspirations to write lyrics does it come easy i mean is it do you collaborate is it a struggle we do collaborate in fact there's uh, one song um it's a funny story i the way i do it is i just play chord progressions until i hear a melody in my head right and usually the melody it, there's no words just humming the melody 
do, 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 you know, like that. Yeah. And then as you do that over and over, it creates a picture in your brain. And then the picture becomes a storyboard, which becomes the lyrics for the song. Okay. That's what I do. Right. I don't know what other people sure. do. Sure. Yeah. On occasion, I've done stuff where I've actually been asked to write something. So I did uh, about five songs that were for my grandsons. We have five grand grandkids, four boys. Wow, busy Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so boys, I wrote one girl. You can imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I wrote a bunch of songs that were called uh, "Grandpa's Disgusting Songs for Kids." Oh, nice. Um, which not everybody likes, but the kids love them. Anyway. They're about farting and burping. That's you know what hilarious. boys like, right? Picking your nose. Yeah, kid stuff. But yeah. Mostly grandsons. Yeah, there you go, there you go. But then other times there's, uh, we have a goddaughter, and when I was probably, it was in mid-90s, um, she was in 4-H, and she said, um, can you play at my 4-H club and do a song for the 4-H? So... She helped me write. I didn't know anything about vegetables. Okay. So, because um, I basically eat chicken, steak, potatoes. And right, right. So she helped explain to me what different vegetables were. And we wrote a song about your happy garden. And right. It's all different kinds of vegetables and all stuff he knew like was that. Broccoli and nothing rhymes with broccoli. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a true. tough one, right? I, it comes from all, most of the stuff we writ, I've written is about the '60s growing up. Um, a couple of songs about her, of course. Uh, a couple of songs about the kids and nice. Like that. And a couple of songs about um, I just the most recent thing I did was Grandpa's rocking chair. Oh, okay. And I've been getting amazing results from that. Wow, very cool. It's just about um, you know when when I was a little kid and my grandfather. And, uh, I'll do that probably for you later. Gotcha. And there gotcha. was one song where the melody, he sang the melody oh, for God. how long was that? Over a year without do, 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 do. And I was like, oh, I have to put <laughs> words to it. So I put words to it. I just couldn't take it anymore. He called it the doo-doo song. He would do it every single time. Yeah. So she took it and she wrote the words and it, and it, came, out, it came out really good. It, it, and we called it the Ode to My Guitar. It's the only song I actually well, wrote about, really about cool. the guitar. So. We're going to spend some time with you right now on your songwriting because, and Ryan, I think you find it too. It's fascinating to me. It's fascinating to people like me who just can't get it. I, I, I'd love to. I tell you, say it all. I'd love to be able to write a song. I just can't do it. Tried, but so I'm going to start off by saying, Terry, do you? Have you written songs of your own, or are you just helping him? How does it work for you? I pretty much help him. Uh-huh. He's, he's the songwriter. Um, right. Sometimes when uh, we're, you know, he's playing and I'm trying to accompany him on violin, he'll stop, look at me to do a riff, and just kind of smile, and I just make something up. And I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't play the same thing twice. So. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's only a little bit. Um, right. he's, he actually, he's the songwriter. And when he gets stuck on some songs or, you know, has a song where he can't find a word to rhyme, whatever, I'll help him through that with the writing. She also critiques me and tells me when that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys have uh, upcoming? Are there any places that you're uh, that you're performing at? What's what's the the next couple months or whatever look like for you guys? So um, October is kind of a wash because we have a lot of family stuff. But um, on a regular basis, we play at. The, at Granny's in yeah, Winchester yeah, and yeah. the Hog It Up. And then in between that, we play at the Wayside Inn. Those are kind of regular things that we do. And then um, intermittently when we have time, we play uh, at the Divided Creek. We play at yeah. 690 Brewery. We play at the Barn and Harper's Ferry and other places around here. Nice. Um, but what I, what I would like to do is find, she tells me, 
we should have two things a week, and I'd like to do three. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Six so or there's seven. a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> new places that we haven't played yet. Um, one of the best places was the Black Draft in Hedgesville. Okay. That was a, it's a, just a beautiful, amazing place with a huge outdoor patio, and there's a kind of like an amphitheater. Right. The River House Inn in um, Capen uh, Bridge has been pretty amazing. They have a really nice outdoor amphitheater, really nice to play there. It's a huge yard, picnic tables. You get 30, 40 people sitting around um, just having That's a good nice. time. Gotcha. And... Um, and more recently, we're going to be playing at the, the Cape and Springs, the resort in yeah. Cape and Springs. I've done many shows place. up there, yes. You have? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we're looking forward to that. Um, in fact, the uh, the owners just came and heard us, uh, uh, came and listened to us at the Wayside Inn. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that. Um, they're not going to be open probably past Thanksgiving, but then we'll we'll pick it up in the spring, I hope. Yeah, yeah, you guys will love it. That's yeah, a good yeah. venue for sure. We, so We really enjoy Granny's because, um, you know, Granny's in Haggadah because there's a group there of people yes. that come every week and they participate and they're regulars and we just love them. They make it they, fun. Uh, they make it a lot of fun. Yeah. So we look forward to that and Haggadah too. Very um, cool, yeah. Mike and Mike does a great Mike, job yeah. there. You know, Mike sure. is oh, a great guy. We had Mike on the show. You know, Mike is a violinist. Yes, Mike, yes. Mike joins us and yeah. plays. <laughs> does he really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's we, very, very cool. So, um, but um, I want to do more um, larger venues. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's we can definitely. That's, you know, we got to knock on doors and say hey, and you know, and you do that, and then they say, oh, good. Well, we we were up at the what's the resort up in Berkeley Springs? The, the Cape something K- K- River. No, it's, it's a different. Yeah. It's oh, uh, um, <clears throat> it's out in the woods. Yeah, gotcha. It's, it's, it's like just recently opened, so they were like, yeah, this is great. We'll come and see you at. Um, the wayside. the wayside and they didn't yeah so yeah well you happens. know now you can tell them hey log on and listen to the musicians cafe we're on there <laughs> exactly. and you can then make a little save you a trip we're wearing the shorts to there dinner. you go you can do that for sure <laughs> we're yes wearing the shorts to dinner we will i'm gonna i'm gonna brian was gonna let you guys off the hook but i'm gonna reel you back in real quick on that <laughs> what we were talking about i'm still honed in on your songwriting and i want to i want to get back to that real quick if we can songwriting again it, it fascinates me you're your ideas, as he mentioned, about writing songs come from whatever's going on in your life at that time. Do you find that? And, and other stuff. Um, like yeah. I said, sometimes it's a tune, sometimes it's an idea. So I had this song in my, I had this thing written down, Grandpa's Rocking Chair. Because when I was a kid, my grandfather had emphysema. He was a baker. Right. And I wanted to do something for my mom, but about my grandfather. Um, and nothing for... I don't know, it must have been two years. And then one day, it, it just clicked, and the words and the music came. Sometimes you, you write something, takes an hour. Right. Sometimes you vomit it out on a piece of paper in 15 minutes. Right. It, and I can't explain that. And, and it's pretty common, I think. Um, most of the guests we have on to talk about writing songs are the same way. that we have, We've had folks on that literally have hundreds like, you know, I had one guest, I want to say it was might have been Charlie Collins, I can't remember. He literally wrote a song on the way here Wow! that wow. night. They come like that to him, you know, I, decide I, is. Other guys that I know have, you know, have been playing for years and have like 15 songs yeah. because they, they take time for them to be able to put together. Are you, you sort of in the middle, it almost sounds like. Not quite that slow, but yet, yet you don't have hundreds, right? Is that... It's Understood. About, about 75 songs. But yeah, you know what? You I go. think <clears throat> this is what happens. You write a song and you think, oh, my God, this is the best song ever. Right. And, until you write the next one. Right. And then that one kind of 
you almost forget that you had it. Right. <laughs> because it's the next thing is like, oh, my God, this is the best song ever. What, what do you think you're more proud of, Duffy and Terry both? Your performances or the songs that you put down on paper? Songs. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I, you know, the, the songs are, um, you can cover other people. But those are forever, right? One of the challenges um, in playing is finding the right mood and the right tenor of songs right. for the environment. Like, what, are, what does this audience want to hear? Do they want to hear background music? We played at the Wayside Inn one night. This is an amazing story. Yeah. Um, and we've done Christmas theme stuff, Easter stuff, Mother's Day stuff, um, St. Pat- Patrick's Day stuff. Yeah. You know, we're, and I'm not Irish, so <laughs> I'm learning all those Celtic songs. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it's trying to get that vibe back for, am I playing stuff that you're really into, that mm-hmm. you really like? And every once in a while, you hit that. That's, for me, that's a struggle play, pl- uh, playing in different places. So if you're playing in a restaurant, people eating dinner, do they want to talk to each other? You, you want to play background music? Sure. Or if, you, or if you're in a pub, they want to hear something different. They want to hear something a little more pop to it. Correct. Right? Yep. So um, that's always a struggle. But, um, but the, the songs that you write are, that's... The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, doing cover songs is one thing, and you try to do it as best you can to not embarrass the the author, yeah. right? You yeah. Know? My apologies to Garth Brooks for trying to do his songs, but um, playing your own stuff is is everything. Yeah, I gotcha. You know? I can understand that. Yeah. And we also have a friend musician, Doug Marsili, on Long Island. Okay. That um, loves the original songs, but he has the production brain. And he'll sit there and he will put in, it needs this. At one point, he was like, this song needs a triangle. He ran out to a music store and bought a triangle. And sure enough, there's a song, you know, ding. And, where it belonged in it. and uh, he's awesome. And uh, he's, he's on our CDs. He's the one who produced them. And now he's, he came and visited and he was um, actually playing and singing with us. Oh, nice. The last time he visited. So we're looking forward to that again. That is that cool. That was a great yeah. he came down. Very so. nice. He uh, also grew up in the Bronx in New York and he grew up in a metal band. Okay. And they had their own recording studio. And he's an amazing musician. He can play the bass, the organ, the guitar. He's right. just he's just an amazing guy. That's cool. And we so, met him through Debbie, who was in the folk group that Ron and, was in as a, as a kid. Okay, gotcha. And yeah. she married Doug, and that's how we met Doug. Very nice. Yeah. Small world sometimes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. How do you guys know Jim? Because um, I know <laughs> I know he was here last week. Fantastic. He didn't yes. tell Fantastic. you. He, he didn't tell you he was my grandfather. No, he didn't tell you that. He, he, I hope he, he didn't mention that. No. He calls Jim his grandfather, and Jim calls him my younger brother that just got out of prison. 
That's funny. Sometimes you meet somebody and we just clicked. Yeah. Um, from a, a harmony standpoint, lots of people can do harmony. Yeah. But when the vo- vocals blend, that's really awesome. And we just we just have a blend vocally, and it's been really amazing. We've done we did some stuff at. Uh, the Blue Fox, you know the Blue Fox? Sure, absolutely. The sound system there is incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. So you go in there and you do some harmony, and the sound is amazing. Right. And we, we played there for a couple hours, and it was just probably one of the best sounds I, c- I can remember doing. We say on the show all the time that the harmonies set bands apart. Bands are great, but when you throw in harmonies, it just takes it to the next level, so it's kind of cool for sure. Yeah. And I know that, you had mentioned the Beatles. Earlier, the bad boys, I guess, right? Uh, Those crazy boys, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. Have you guys thought about like branching into other styles of music? I mean, other than kind of what you're doing now, just just out of curiosity, is something different, or are you just kind of honing in on? We do try a little bit. I think I know you tried to do uh, you hadn't done Dean Friedman style songs, and you picked that up to try and do it. But you have to look at your um, your voice and your range. Um, sometimes, you know, we played at Hog It Up one night and somebody was there and he was drinking at the bar and he was like, do, you know, do Islands in the Stream. You two can do it. I love that song. I'm like, I, I can't do Dolly Parton. You know? so, no, you can do it. So, you know, we do think about um, doing some other songs type genres sure. just for fun. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. And we, we, we will. I mean, we, we, we started with a focus on um, modern and classic country and we've been doing a lot more folk pop. Right. Pop folk stuff. Um, but, um, I probably wouldn't try to do uh, heavy metal. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> man, Cherry uh, requests are such, such a necessary evil. I guess if you want to. Yes. I mean, they're they're flattering, um, but at the same time, they can be really sort of you know. I always remind people it's a request, not a demand, and so you know because you know sometimes it's just not in your songbook, you know, or it's a song yeah. that just won't work at that moment. You know what I mean? So it's funny. When we first came to West Virginia and started doing this, which is not too long ago. And uh, somebody requested Wagon Wheel. Yeah. And we ha- we knew Wagon Wheel. We liked Wagon Wheel. Never played it. And um, so we said, well, we, we know it, but we just, we have to, you know, we can't play it right now, like next time maybe. And they were like, you cannot live in West Virginia <laughs> yeah. and not know Wagon Wheel or Muhlenberg County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or um, Take Me Home Country Road. That's another, yeah, that's, well, we do that's, know that one. Yeah. You got to have that <laughs> we, one. We, sure. get, we get that constantly. And I'm so tired. I'm so sick of playing that. And I'm just, and yeah. they, when, they, when they request that, I'm just like, oh. Yes. And she's I mean. like, come on, you got to do it. Anyway. What part of West Virginia do you guys live in? Uh, northeast Panhandle, so we're actually in um, Jared'stown, yeah. West Virginia, oh which is just that's, west of Inwood. That's where I live, actually. Oh, you live in Jared's you live in Jared'stown? I do. Yeah, oh, I'm that's off great. of uh, Gold Miller Road. I know where that is. Okay, okay, so we're we're a little bit north and west of the 4551 intersection. Okay. Oh, I know what you're Excellent. talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sort of there. Awesome. Yeah. I, no I love it over there. That's the mountain area up on the mountain there, right? Yeah. 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 It's North Mountain. Yeah. Exactly. Very yeah, cool. North Mountain. Beautiful. We have a song somewhere about North, North Mountain. Mountain don't we? we do yeah. somewhere. <laughs> you guys have a regular gig on Wednesday nights. I think I'm taking the place of it tonight to be on the show. But you guys have a regular gig down at Granny's. Is that right? We, Every we, Wednesday, we happy do, hour. Yeah, we do happy hour five thirty seven thirty. Tell, 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 tell us about that. Tell us about that. Well, we're usually there five to eight. They, they, they have a. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Granny's is a is a real play of uh, a location for. 
Well, it's music well, and f- good music, good food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And they serve breakfast all day, and they're really good. And there's a group. It's um, we have a group of people that that come there. It's you know, Kathy and uh, we got Mike yeah. and Jay love the Steelers. Yeah, do, do shout outs. Do shout outs. Yeah, yeah, we got do, Kathy, yeah. Wendy, Tracy, Paula, Ron, John, Gary, Keisha, Sam, Jen. We, we, we wrote them a song too. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Did you? Well, we stole a song from somebody and yeah. added new words to it, <laughs> and uh, we we sing that song from every week, and they're just awesome. They. Um, they're really great. They're very supportive, and they're a lot of fun. Very so cool. uh, we look yeah. forward to our, our grannies Wednesday night. That's nice. So, Thank uh, you for being here and taking the night out there. Sorry about that. We, we told No, we told them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they said they were going to listen to the podcast. Oh, good, so good, good, good. Shout out to them. But, no, they're, they're a great um, great bunch of people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they're like I said, they're, um, we put them in the, the song. So I remembered them all. Do you guys find when you're playing live that you play, like, similar playlists from like the week before or the month before do you try to change it up and keep it interesting because i know it sounds like you have some groupies that follow yeah we try to change it up there are songs that they like that they request like down at granny's honky tonk when we play that or at hog it up down at the hog it up we play um with mike and uh, hog it up has a lot of different people there um mike is there all the time he's he's fun to join in with us with the violin but at granny's it's um it's our audience that really it's it's a blast gotcha and, uh, and they sometimes they shout out for stuff and say hey try this or do you know that they, they um, actually request some of our originals which is nice yeah. that's very nice yeah that's really really good yeah for sure okay so duffy the question for you and i'm gonna give it to you terry but besides terry <laughs> who 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 lights up your world musically who do you, who do you find as an influence who do you like turning on the radio and hearing you know and somebody that you know inspires you i think there's some incredible um singer songwriters right. um and um goth brooks is that definitely one of them is that right good and, okay you know um brad paisley alan okay. jackson kenny chesney I don't know. Kenny Chesney doesn't write all of his own stuff, but Brad Pace is an amazing guy. Sure, um, West Virginia boy. Yeah, yeah, and there are other people that that I think are amazing singer songwriters, um, uh, but I don't I don't do their stuff. So um, uh, Billy Joel, yeah, Elton John, yeah, people like that. And I and I do a couple of their things. You know, I do some Elton John stuff, some Billy Joel stuff, but they're more of the folk pop, yeah, stuff, yeah, um, and. Um, so those guys are incredible, and I someday, I mean, I'll never be as good as, as they are. But um, those guys are the people that I, I really admire. George, George so. Strait. Yeah, you know, yeah. Randy Travis, guys like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Terry, what about you? What have you? I, I have the same list. Um, I have to say that uh, locally, I don't know if you ever heard Bluegrass Posse play. They're I've seen incredible. the name. I haven't seen them yet. No, huh? oh, they need to. They're amazing. They're really Help good. us it's, get them on here. Okay? I, I will. No, I, I will contact them <laughs> and yeah. tell them, but they yeah. um, I like that that down home, you know, it's it's a full band, you know, they what do they have like guitars six. and six in it and they got a banjo and ukulele and it's yeah. a large group and we have a, a, a neighbor and friend Mary who plays ukulele and tin whistle with us. Wow. Um, but again, it involves a lot of practice. Right. Um, for that. And um, so and uh, Brian Turner is another neighbor friend who um, also plays really good guitar, but more like um, classical finger picking guitar. Sure. So um, so he plays a lot of older songs like the 1920s, and 1930s that you probably haven't you've heard it, but you don't remember it till he plays it. Right. And then you're like, oh, I know that it was in yeah. a cartoon. You know, <laughs> remember the cartoons used to have the old music. Sometimes, yeah, I sure so. do. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I pretty much like the same artists that uh, that Duffy likes, but I, I like some classicals like I like Vivaldi a lot because the violin. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty much the same, same so, taste of music. I'm curious, though, on that same question for both of you, 
you know, the past few years has really been this sort of, uh, 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 I, I use the word too much, but it's an explosion of Appalachia. It's stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, that people are listening to right now. That's sort of a throwback. Um, and we got a lot of artists around here doing it. You know, uh, Low Water Bridge is doing some style of that. The steel drivers were here in town not too long ago. They do that sort of thing. Are you, are you, is that a, a nice, do you, do you enjoy that music? Because I know, the reason why I asked the question, Duffy, is most of your influences were 90, 90s country and back. So are you enjoying this new influence, this new sound that people have? you like that? I, I do, but um, I probably wouldn't try to do it. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the same. Yeah, I, I like it, but I don't think we could do it. Right. Yeah. Or, or write like that. Right? Or write like that. Yeah. It's not fun to be say you're to say you're stuck in a style, but um, I kind of know what my style is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I sure am. Do you guys? Uh, I don't know if you all promote yourself through social media outlets. We're terrible at that. Okay. <laughs> We're just starting. J- Jim is teaching us. <laughs> Jim, okay. Jim helped us open up. Well, helped Duffy then helped me. I'm trying to run the Facebook page, and it's not going well. <laughs> so glad to be here. <laughs> My um, wife handles all that stuff for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's the simplest thing, and he just laughs and takes my phone, and I'll just show you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He helps us. Yeah, so we, we, we have to do that. We know we have to do it. We don't want to do it. Um, I kind of, you know, we're, I kind of grew up on paper. You know, um, and now there's all this stuff and people keep telling me, oh, well, put your song on YouTube, put your song on Spotify. And and I'm like, uh, OK, I could do that. But if I do that, then why would an artist want to pick up one of my songs if it's already out there on YouTube? And I'd really like to we still want to go to songwriter competitions and we sure. really like to go to producers and, and say this song would be awesome if Dolly Parton would do it. But right. I don't I don't know how to do that. I don't know where to find these people and how to get that stuff out there. One guy told us we were in central Pennsylvania at a songwriters competition and um we did some songs. I thought we we won, but the s- publishers had their own songwriters there and what a surprise, they won. So um we didn't win. But um <clears throat> I'd like to find publishers that would take a song and say, you know, this is this is good, and let me see if I can bring it to these people. And, right. But that just doesn't happen today anymore. It's not like it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. If you get a chance, um, <clears throat> you can. we had Rich Rigel on our show here back a few weeks ago. Rich is involved in that very thing for many, many years. So it might be worth a conversation with him. Um, Tim Ferriss comes to mind uh, to give you some, um, you know, some people that have been on our show that would help you do things like that. For sure, it's a, it can happen. It's out there for sure. Yeah. So, so we were talking to a guy, um, uh, Richie Follett. I don't okay. know if you know Richie yeah. Follett. Uh, Richie Follett, surprisingly, lived behind her house. They were neighbors. Well, through um, the woods, it was behind the behind the woods gotcha. on the next yeah. street over. Yeah. Went to school with my brother, and um, we reconnected with him down in Front Royal, uh, Middletown, um, and he's he's been an amazing artist. Um, and we know a lot of background history on Rich, but um, he had indicated that he liked some of the stuff that we had written and wanted to get it out to some of the people that he knew. So we're right. we, we're hoping that something like that happens. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you ever talked to Richie Follett? I haven't yet, but do you know the name? Put the bug in his ear if you don't mind. We'd love to have sure. him on sometime. Yeah. yeah. What's his? Uh, yeah. I have his information. He's the what of. 
Oh, he's of uh, the Virginia. He's something a, laureate. Uh, yeah, the the poet laureate, poet laureate of Virginia. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, see, that would be yeah. wonderful yeah. to have one. Yeah. 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 Do you use? Um, I remember you saying like you went to a producer and you said, you know, this song would be great for Dolly Parton, and he was like. Okay, you know, or the or the other gentleman that said, listen to 15 seconds of one right. of your songs and kind of just brushed it aside. Do you find that motivating? I mean, is it no. kind of... Well, no, like... <laughs> no, like that's uh, like depressing. <laughs> well, like, I'm sure after a number of times, like, it wears on you, but, like, yeah, do you... I'm not sure it, it has to drive you more to, like, you know, try to write, I don't want to say a better song, but, you know, maybe put some more thought into it, you yeah, know? Is yeah, yeah. So we, we're at, we're at this one songwriters competition, and guy said, "You know, this is this is a really good song." He said, um, and, "But um, I'm not sure I have anybody in mind that would be interested in something like this right now." And he said, you, "You're probably going to have to go to Nashville, and you're probably going to have to spend some time there." Um, and the, the guy was a producer from. He left his family in New Jersey, and he comes back to New Jersey on the weekends, and he's in Nashville the whole other time. And he said to me. Um, do do you know how many songwriters there are in in Nash in Nashville? Yeah. I said no, and he said there's about twenty five thousand songwriters yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, and I said oh, so I should just burn my guitars and you know <laughs> get another hobby, right? And he was like, no, you never know. There was a one guy who walked into a bathhouse or something in Nashville, and he told us this story, and the guy had one song, and it's Three Wooden Crosses. Yeah, yeah, great uh, song. It was yeah. done by Randy Travis, Randy Travis uh-huh. right? Um, had one song, came in, did, and it was he was the author, and he wrote yeah. this one song, and somehow magic. Definitely, right? definitely and that happens, happens, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, David Elliott was on with us a few weeks ago, and and he has written some songs that have been recorded by you know major lab, major artists on major labels. But it just was one of those the right place at the right time kind of thing. Right, you're writing songs for the right reason, though. You're writing them for yourself and for Terry, yeah. and that's what matters more than anything else in the end. Right, and and, and I know you know that we all crave wanting you know to get it out there and maybe show showcase your work, but. In the long run, you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, my, so. my grand, grandmother bought me my first guitar. It was a catgut guitar. There you go, yeah. Huge, wide neck, yeah, right? Yeah, um, and, um And she said to me, um, don't do this for money. Just do it for your own happiness. She's right. And I never forgot that. She's right. And she's right. And I just read an article by Graham Nash, yeah. um, 81 years old, and he wrote this article, and, and he basically said that you got to do it for yourself. Yep. Just do what? If you do it and you like it, someone else somewhere will like it. Right. And that's what you do. Well, so. well, for right now, Duffy, can you do it for a bunch of people listening on the podcast right now? Because you've got your guitar hanging behind you, brother. Yeah. <clears throat> and she's and Terry's got her Do you call it a violin or a fiddle? I call it a violin. violin. It's you have your, there you go. Classical. You have a violin. You guys mind maybe knocking out a couple songs for us? So um, we'll do this. This this is the most recent thing I've written. Okay, and, good. Uh, this is the one I was telling you about before. I wrote it about my grandfather. He was a, a baker. He was an immigrant from Czechoslovakia. So yeah. was my grandmother. Um, and um, when I was very young, he had emphysema from breathing all that flower dust all those years. And he couldn't do much of all. He The only place I could play with him was up on his chair. Right. Because um, he really couldn't move around because he couldn't breathe. Um so, um, and so this is about him. Very cool. Yeah, good. Well, Duffy and Terry Bellows, everybody, they're all strapped up. We're going to turn it over to them and let them let this song rip. How how close do I have to be to them? About like you were talking, be fine. 
Sometimes I still think about Grandpa's rocking chair Dreaming he's still with me Wishing he was there <clears throat> So many boyhood memories Come back from way up there When I'd climb up on Grandpa's rocking chair We'd sit there for hours Stories he would tell About fishing docks and garden plots Pumping water from the well <clears throat> Baking bread on old coal stoves Huge cakes that he would sell Long ago on Grandpa's rocking chair <clears throat> I wish that I could go back there, I wish that I could tell, tell him what it meant to me, I never said it well, cause now I am a grandpa too, I wish that I could share, memories like that from my own rocking chair. Yeah, sometimes I still think about Grandpa's rocking chair How it always made me comfort Sitting way up there When I'd climb up way up high in his chair I would ride Long ago on Grandpa's rocking chair Yeah, we'd sit there for hours stories he would tell fishing tales about catching whales and clams as big as crabs <laughs> and grandma bring us cocoa and those cookies light as air long ago on grandpa's rocking chair that I could tell Tell him what it meant to me I never said it well Cause now I am a grandpa too I wish that I could share Memories like that From my own rocking chair Yeah, sometimes I still think about Grandpa's rocking chair How it always brought me comfort Sitting way up there When I'd climb up way up high in his lap I would ride Long ago on Grandpa's rocking chair Way up high on Grandpa's rocking chair and Terry Bellows, everybody. That Thank was fantastic. You. I loved it. What a great blend you guys have on that. That's so cool. <clears throat> we, uh, we, I get requests for this. Come back to the same place wow, and people yeah. say, hey, can you do that song about the grandpa? Like, well, yeah. everybody can relate to that. Right, cool. man, how yeah. cool is that, man? Right? It was fantastic. Thank you, guys. I'm hoping you play it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't put it away yet there, Debbie. Okay. Easy there, Debbie. <laughs> we got to have more out of here, We brother. still need you, man. Yeah, we got you. But that's that... That song is a very relatable song. We've talked about that with other singer-songwriters on the show. That's something where people hear that. They can relate. Everybody remembers climbing up on their grandparents' 
you know, lap or chair or whatever it may be. So, and it's just a good sort of a feel good song. I like that very much. And, and I love the instrument. I've always loved the violin, but your accompaniment is, is perfect. It's like a nice blend. You know, I'm not telling anything you don't I make already it know. But difficult for her because well, I usually look at his because sometimes if he holds a note too long, and I usually have to watch his fingers so I know where I'm going with it. I got so you. what you just heard was unique, and you'll never hear it again. <laughs> just, just jump in. Well, that's okay. That makes right. uh, that Thank makes you. great music. Yeah, yeah. You guys got another one you can bring to us? Uh, we, yeah. So hmm. we've we've done a lot of thought. Well, you know what? Let's do Minnie and Mickey. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Cool. So. Um, We've written a bunch of songs about growing up in the 60s because also relatable and yeah. people remember that. And um, you're going to do more harmony than mm-hmm. violin, right, on this? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what this is sounding like because I'm not hearing it. It's going to be good. Is this okay? Yeah, you can hear yeah, yeah you're going to be fine. You guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are going to be It's you're going to be surprised when you hear the podcast. You're going to go, hey, that's that's pretty good. We're, uh, yeah. So, um I don't know how to. I don't know where to begin. But uh, so I grew up in the '60s. I was born in '56. So right. um, I had an amazing childhood. I lived in a place called Lake Ronkonkoma in Long Island. So I was born in Astoria, Queens. Um, I actually grew up a couple towns from her, but didn't know it. And we were in the same kindergarten Sunday school class, but we didn't know it until much later. Isn't that we, cool? Oh. Yeah, we didn't know. Um, and then we met in seventh grade, and she didn't like me. <laughs> Only for a little while. <laughs> That's so funny. You know how boys are, right? Yeah, Everyone out there yeah, knows yeah. how boys are in seventh grade. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> so this is about when I was probably 10, 11 years old and all this wonderful stuff that we had, you know, crab apple groves and tree forts and yeah. all that. So that's what this is about. Cool. Got, uh, here he goes, everybody. We got Duffy and Terry Bellows once again. Yeah, I grew up believing that Minnie and Mickey was the king and queen of the house. With Donald Duck, Goofy, and Tigger, and Pooh Sitting there with me on the couch Watching old Mr. Green Jeans, Charlie Brown, and Snoopy Help me get through the day Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, and Robin Help keep bad guys away And baseball was played with an old broomstick candle, a rubber ball from the five and dime store. Push it back. A A broken down bike made of old junkyard parts helped to get me around. Baseball card motors were our bicycle engine scooters made from shopping cart tires. An old tire swing on a tree in the front yard A tree for 20 feet off the ground I grew up in the 60s when family came first Neighbors were just like our kin And dinner was served up at 5 o'clock sharp We all watched the Ed Sullivan Show on black and white TVs, we had radio shows When the Grand old Opry played the songs we all knew Back when the country knew just what it meant Stand up for the red, white, and blue Now life moves much faster and here ever after Our childhood heroes are gone Replaced by a cell phone and iPad and smartwatch The kind that old Dick Tracy'd want 
When the Pledge of Allegiance was something to be proud of, God wasn't a four-letter word. When patriots came in all colors and backgrounds, saluted the red, white, and blue. I grew up in the 60s when family came first. Neighbors were just like our kin. And dinner was served up at five o'clock sharp. We all watched the Walt Disney Show. On black and white TVs, we had radio shows. When the Grand Old Opry played the songs we all knew. Back when the country knew just what it meant. Stand up for the red, white, and blue. Back when the country knew just what it meant. Stand up for the red, white, and blue. Duffy and Terry Bellows, everybody. That is fantastic. Holy cow, right, Ryan? That's a great message. That's an awesome song. Thank you. Man. We got so many more. We could do this for three hours. (laughs) Well, man, let's talk about that song for a minute. I mean, first of all, I love the first one. I I thought, well, that's a great song. But this one even is maybe more relatable to me. I mean, golly, Ned, who doesn't remember, you know, if you, I mean, I understand if you're 40 and younger, you don't. Because the world's changed so much, but man, I really could relate to a lot of that. And in, in, oh my gosh. So you were inspired from what to write that song? Tell me. Just loving you know it what? when you were no, young? I, I was one day, <clears throat> I was thinking about childhood and, um, and the picture in my brain was, you remember when you got sick? And you didn't have to go to school. Yeah. And you got to sit on the couch with a blanket and eat tomato soup and rice and watch <laughs> cartoons all day. I do. So you were sick, but it was the best day. Right. <laughs> you know? And that that thought generated all of this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. To go back there and be 10, 11 again and, and have the banana seat bicycle and the, with yes. the baseball cards, you know. And the with spokes. The, the spokes. spokes. Yeah. And, remember that? Yeah. And I was just like, nobody knows that stuff. My kids don't even know about right. that stuff. We have so, lost some of our innocence or yeah. something. I don't know yeah. what it is. You mentioned in the song about, you know, neighbors. And, yeah. and you know, so, so much now our neighbors, we don't even relate to them because they're just, you know, they're just people. We don't take time to get to know them. I wrote a song uh, about... You know, living in Stepford when we moved to New Jersey because we went to we the company moved me and we moved into an executive development and um, I stood outside the door one day and looked out at all the fancy houses with the the, 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 the fine trim lawns yeah, and the yeah. and I wrote a song about gingerbread houses gingerbread houses all in a row just like because that's what it was it was like so stoic yes I was like oh my god this is not like yeah. what I grew up with where the houses were next to each other, you knew everybody, and everybody hang out on the porch, and the, you know, you, you would come in after playing outside all day, and you'd have a ton of ticks hanging off of you, and mosquito bites all over, and and yes. you ate mud pies, and nobody cared. It was great, and it was fine. Yes, you know? so yeah, I miss that. Oh, me too, Duffy. And that, you just got me being very nostalgic by listening yeah. to that song. That's for sure. Yeah, you guys. I mean, you're obviously extremely talented, and so. We're so thankful you shared your gift with us this evening, and I'm glad you decided to do this again. Oh, I mean, you, you guys picked it back up, and yeah. and you're running with it, and I think that's wonderful. Um, I'd like to also share, we do have a Thanksgiving, we can't sing it now, but we do have a Thanksgiving song that uh, we need to work yeah. on a little bit, but he wrote a poem when uh, we were in college, 
and uh, then he put it to music, and it's all about being together as a family for Thanksgiving. So um, if we come back, we can just send it to you somehow before Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a good song about family. Yeah, if yeah. you remember those days when the whole family came over to your house, sure. and you had to eat at the kids' table? Yes, <laughs> yes. We have it right there. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, we wrote it. We wrote that. That's cool. I'm going to be nosy real quick. How many years have you been married? 50? <laughs> no. So we have... Oh, no, been, we've been boyfriend and girlfriend for 50 years. <laughs> gotcha. I've been married. We've been married for 44 years. We've known each other That's for 54 wonderful. years. Wow. 10, more, 10 years wow. beyond what yeah. um, when we were first married. So, yeah. Well, there's so many congratulations that need to be on order for you guys. I mean, first of all, Thank just you. a nice, long, happy marriage, obviously, because I watch you guys now, and you're still wonderful <laughs> together. But you're sharing your craft. I mean... That's got to be a lot of fun, right? I mean, at the end of the night, you guys lay down and you've played. You've got to really feel satisfied, right? Well, you know what? I'm. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that she supports what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to get my music out there. That's sure. really my goal, and to see if people like it. Mm-hmm. You know, to play stuff like that and have people go, "Wow, that's that's really cool." That's that's just you what know. you did. You said that's you connected with it. Did it's you see my jaw drop? Yeah. No, no. I, well, you missed yeah. it, but oh, it did. <laughs> no, it's the connection. It's, it's all about what you do, getting us connected, too. Because <coughs> yes, yes, through yes, this, through yes. what you're doing, we can connect with other musicians. And it's a special kind of connection. Yep. You know, you get connections with friends in school, but there's something about music when you connect with people, like we do with Jim and with Nate. Yeah. You know, people like Nate Strong, he just plays percussion, he plays bass also. But he'll just get up and start doing percussion with your song. Yes. And you just feel so good about it. It's a, it's a great what, feeling. Who's that other guy, Jason at, what's the Crosswinds? And Jason at the Crosswinds, yeah. Yes. yeah. And Jason, yes, the wonderful. Yep. Re- amazing guy. And um, and we really, the Blue... blue uh, Bluegrass Posse. Blue, Bluegrass Posse. Oh, gotcha. Those guys you should talk to. And Richie Follette. Well, we'll yeah. take all the all the artists you can send our way. We'll be glad to do it. Oh, so we... Uh, you guys Rick, are great. Jim, Thank you. Richie, and I uh, did a competition last year at the River House okay. for the... For the fall arts festival, council. it was the arts right. council. Right. You know, Winchester Arts Council? No, it wasn't. No, it's out, out there. It was the county arts council, and um, by happenstance, there were about thirty people who 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 uh, petitioned, <laughs> and um, me, Jim, and Richie won. Nice the song uh, the the music competition. And um, for that, we got $50, and, and we got to play for a half an hour. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Each of us. Yeah. So it was really cool. And, and like Richie, like I said, he, um, he, he grew up in my neighborhood when I was in uh, high school. Yeah. And, um, and we reconnected here in, in, Very win- nice. in Winchester. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good, so, song, good songwriter. What's next for you guys? I, I, I want... I, I got to go knock on doors and say, hey, we want to, yeah. you know, we, uh, at hey, places that... Hey, have you heard that- the podcast? <laughs> yes, yeah, so there you are. Yep. We're, 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 we can have yes. um, uh, different types of audiences to yeah. see, because right now the audience we, we've had have been older people like us, and I want to see if middle age or younger sure. uh, relate the same way the kind of response we've been getting from the older crowds in the restaurants and brewery breweries and wineries and places that we've been playing in. So I want to see if uh, a little bit younger crowd relates as yeah. well. I can't imagine why they wouldn't. And puts the cell phone down. Yeah, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Yeah, where's, we hope so. Uh, where's a good place to find you guys? Like, is there a website? Is there... Yeah, we have a Facebook thing. It's called Duffy Music ENT for entertainment. Um, and, you know, you can see some pictures and you can see some 
videos and stuff videos like that on there. I'm working on it. Um, and we, we need to get better at that. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, come on down to Granny's on Wednesday. <laughs> hog it up on Fridays. Granny's on Wednesdays and hog it up on Fridays, and uh, and we, we got to find some other places. Yeah, email yeah. the show, and I'll get you in touch with them so too, we, folks. So for sure. Oh, yeah. Awesome, we, thank you. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, so we do Wayside a couple times a month, and um, then we do Six Ninety Brewery uh, once a month, and we do the Bowen Harpers Ferry once a month, yeah. and just Other getting places. out there and making more connections. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. What do we miss? What do we miss? Or something about you guys that we didn't t- touch on? Wow. I um, think we got uh, most of it. I'd say um, we did start, though, um, Guitars for Vets is where we started the open mic. And that's okay. a great organization. Wow. Yeah, talk about that. Um, and uh, and Jim, I know Jim and Wade are, are big on that, and so is Nate. And um, it's really nice. We've gone down to Granny's. used to host Guitars for Vets. Um, we've been to also to the VFW in Martinsburg. But it takes uh, veterans who have PTSD and introduces them to music. They get free lessons, and at the end of the lessons, they get a free guitar. And so it's a fundraiser, essentially, to promote music and um, healing through music, which is really a great organization. And we've met so many people through that as well, which is really nice with the... Yeah. The other thing I want to do is there's some local churches that I think would really benefit from some um, folk music, church uh, gospel, yeah, gospel folk music yeah. bringing young kids I, in yeah i really want to do that and um so we i've talked to three different churches um in the winchester area um uh including the episcopal church we go to okay. uh, uh, christ church christ church and yeah. bosquan avenue um and i i think because a lot of these churches are missing the young folks and i think if we could do some folk mass yeah type stuff um when we'd be really good at that because we have a, a pretty long history with it. Um, so that's one of the things I'd like to do. That's a beautiful idea. Spread the message, yeah. message yeah. however we can do it. That's so, wonderful, yeah. In fact, since you're in Jarrettstown, the Jarrettstown Methodist Church has asked us to come in and play. Right. So okay. we'll be playing there yeah. Yeah. We'll for the you, service. We'll let you know. Yeah. Very we'll cool, you know. yeah. Please stay in touch if we can get that on oh, the menu, will. by the way. Yep. Well, we'll do that, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and to play music and to share your story and Oh, and then it's just been it's been great to get to know you guys very much. I thank you for being here. Yeah, we we really appreciate this. And thank yeah. you for having us. Really, of course, and, uh, of we course. Will get that Thanksgiving song to you, right, Duff? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're gonna redo the Thanksgiving. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd certainly like like we tell all of our guests. I mean, we usually give it about six months to a year to kind of marinate, and then we'd love to have you back and yeah. see how oh, that yeah. catch up again. Yeah, catch it transpired up. over that time. Thank yeah. you guys very much. The veterans thing is fantastic. It yeah, is. I love really hearing is. that. It's true. Because music is, I mean, you guys know it's extremely therapeutic. Um, it takes you to this, just this wonderful place. Like any type yeah. of music just yeah. really brings you back to a certain time period or a certain thought. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. Thank you guys so yeah, much. You sounded sure. awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, folks, we appreciate you hanging out with us. you got to give a shout-out once again to Paula Coconuts. I don't want to forget because Terry just reminded me. That gig they're playing on Friday night, Ryan, down at the Monument, that's actually to benefit Blue Ridge Hospice. And I don't think we mentioned that. And you were talking about benefits, and that's what made yeah. me think of it. But everybody's life somewhere along the line is going to be touched by hospice. I'm going to guarantee you that. So it's a fantastic thing to become involved with. Um, for more information, just reach out to the Monument website, or you can reach out to Mission Road. They'd be more than glad to fill you in on everything that's going on with that. And, make, and they're a really sure. professional group. Really oh, good. yeah. 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 Pop Pop Mark is good, too. Pop Pop Mark does yes. a lot with them. Yes. That's well. another another gentleman I've been trying to get on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. been trying to talk to Pop Pop. He's, he's too, a great so. guy. We'll yeah. help you out with that, too. Yeah, if you would. <laughs> 
But anyway, folks, we thank you for joining us. Um, there's nothing else I need to get to except for that question, Ryan. And uh, yes. we got to make sure we get back to that. The question of the show, once again, was what was the best-selling movie soundtrack of all time? Did you guys ever have any more guesses? Was it what a Beatles list? song? <laughs> no, nah, not actually. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's the soundtrack from the movie The Bodyguard. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and the reason Whitney why Houston. is because Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, which was a Dolly Parton song, but she redid it, and that song carried that soundtrack, obviously. And that's the number one. And it sold like 40 million copies of that soundtrack oh and i think God. i think starting to give you a comparison saturday night fever is somewhere in the early, uh, low 20s which wow. is still a lot yeah but that's a comparison <laughs> it's wow. a lot a lot of albums that sold but anyway there you go so you guys uh, you use it in your backyard at your barbecue i don't care what you do with it <laughs> anyway folks thanks again for joining us if you're out there on the roads don't forget do me a favor only stay in the left lane if you're passing somebody don't ride in the left lane please you drive me nuts and until we meet again peace